out to be completely unreliable assholes. Hey Tim. Hi Ryan. Good to see you. You too. And hello fellow horror fans and any curious onlookers. My name <laughs> is Ryan McDuffie. My name is Tim Aslan. And you are listening to a new episode, the current episode of Dismembering Horror. That's right. It's a podcast where Ryan and I dismember with precision, just like your favorite horror villains, all the various aspects of a film every week. We 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 watch a film and immediately after, hopefully as soon after as we can, talk about it. And hope you uh, will share with us that that fun and enthusiasm and excitement when you first watch a horror movie and want to talk about things that worked for you, things that didn't work, and anything that's interesting. Yep, like a regular old conversation between two horror pals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and what, uh, what did we watch this week? That is the perfect question. What did we just watch <laughs> we watched tetsuo the iron man in our in our j horror kick we've been on Second Japanese horror film. Um, this was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It was uh, it was Ooh. an hour and four minutes, I believe. But it certainly felt like a lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> a lot to unpack. <laughs> um, I uh, I'm so curious to hear you summarize this oh film, God. Tim. Okay. Can you do I that can do for it. us? I can do it. Here we go. <laughs> Hang on, I got it. I got this. It, it's um, <clears throat> let me crack some knuckles. Here we go. Okay. Tetsuo, Tetsuo, the Iron Man, is the story of how... <laughs> Come on. Here we go. Tetsuo, the Iron Man, is the story of an average businessman racked with guilt and his uh, journey possibly into madness or maybe it's real we don't know and his metamorphosis uh into an iron monster a, a machine metal monster yes how's that that's, that's great and this is this With kind of lots of dick imagery this is exactly <laughs> this film is exactly why i i think it's good we have the summary portion because it's like all right what did we just watch let's just let's just try to say it in our own words yeah but i mean the the actual thrust of it though which i think is worth mentioning is what he the, this guy who will refer to as the iron man he yeah. hits who is a pre-existing metal fetishist. Right. So the person that he hits with his car yeah. 
is already a like has a f- metal fetish, which is essentially the opening scene. And so it's sort established. of established, almost like an ongoing, just like anime fight scene, almost in kind a lot of ways yeah. too. It's Bet- so intense. <laughs> yeah, this, um, whole, this whole movie is is like it is like top to bottom, just relentless, in your face, cacophonous, just mad madness and tim's hands were on his face with his eyes closed over his mouth and that's why he <laughs> sounded differently just then he's rubbing his eyes holy hell <laughs> as he said that it was a lot well i agree with all that um and i've been trying to think how he'd how i'd how i'd rate it in our rating Oof. system um because hmm. it's it, this one would be pretty high up there for me in that it hits like what the most important check boxes are for a film for that's me. interesting um and I'd want to say, so if the, our two highest ones in our ratings of four are, you know, buy it, I recommend buying it and owning it to next being rented. For me, personally, I feel like it's a, a hearty rental, but at the same time, there's a part of me that wants to own it just to show other people who haven't seen it, like so... ourselves before today. <laughs> That's so cruel of you. Um, <laughs> if... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if it was a right, you know, I get it. There's a good release of it. I'd probably, I, and on sale, I I could probably see myself getting excited and buying it years from now. I have a very mixed feeling about this because it is so jam packed with, I think, important and um, like quintessential. Uh, elements that 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 sort of are even more far-reaching than just the horror genre that i feel like it it needs to be watched but it's for me it it's a hard watch and i don't feel like i can be like you gotta go buy this (laughs) you know what i mean like if you can do it do it right so see it if you're saying see it once and that falls pretty laundry in the rental yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, but even even that, like, I'm almost like, I don't know if I would want to subject somebody to renting this. But who are we talking to? Here? I don't know. This is not. I, who are we talking? When we when we're saying this, I <laughs> don't. True. It's I, I how I either take this recommendation is either for ourselves and yeah, 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 if yeah. not that other horror fans. Yeah, but I definitely think right. not you're your right. average <clears throat> Joe no, movie no. goer. So I think you can, you're safe on not including them, you know. Yeah, I, that's a good point. That's a good point. Cause it, it, like, yes, yes, for the for the audience that we assume is is listening to this. Yeah. Rent it. Yeah. Rent it, and you'll probably go. Holy shit! If you haven't seen it already, because a lot of these are you know are the sort of quintessential or just next to quintessential horror films that just Tim and I haven't happened to see yet, which this probably falls under. Man. Yeah, that's actually, you would probably know this better than I do. Is this sort of considered, because I've never seen this on, you know, a list of the quintessential horror films It is if you add cult to that. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Um, Cool. Can we, can slash should we move on to... Things that worked for us? Yes, we can. What worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? 
start or should I? I I I mean I have a I have a I have a good amount. Me too. <laughs> me okay. too. Let me I mine are going to be quick though cuz they're all they're I I I think you're going to dive in <laughs> a little more than I am. Um but there's a lot. I mean there's a lot to like about this movie. Um my f- like very first response to this is like this this is essentially a amalgamation of David Lynch, uh, Romero, um, Cronenberg, uh, John Carpenter, uh, Kafka, who's not a filmmaker, um, uh, um, uh, H.R. Geiger. Yeah. It, it is, it is so much of things that we love all in one, <laughs> like, it's it, it's hard. I, I'm like, it it was really intense. If, <laughs> if you couldn't tell, I'm like still a little like so, overwhelmed by so, it. So so okay. So that but, intense. Oh sorry. But that but just that like it's like all those things that in and of themselves individually are pretty fucking intense things in a one hour madness. Like put it in a can and shake it up is crazy that 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 this even exists is crazy put it in a rusted can (laughs) exactly (laughs) and shake it it is crazy that all of those vibes are in one movie Mm -hmm. but yet around just a simple idea which i think are just some of the best horror movies are just okay this is all it's about it's fucking crazy it's Um, all in the execution which is a lot of what i loved yeah so for me like just the fact that those elements are all there and this came out in 80 89 what yeah 89 mm-hmm. man it feels older than that okay so i would even add then sam raimi that's actually something i wrote down is uh yeah which for sure which i don't know can i get into what i yeah yeah what, what i write why i wrote sam raimi down um something i loved about it is the freneticism yeah and and then like like what you just said and what I read on the poster, people say it's like Lynch meets Cronenberg, and I was just like, okay, and I'd add Sam Ra- Sam Raimi, totally the f- the freneticism, but that for me like also in the specificity as far as like relating to his style, um, Evil Dead style, whatever mm-hmm. is um, not the... for love of the game style. <laughs> what what is it? oh yeah no no <laughs> um, yeah so I said freneticism so like the moments where it's like there you have the the fracas the fisticuffs with no music yeah and sort of like intense camera work um and the stop motion right totally um that was all very sam raimi-esque for me and i loved in it yeah for some reason i just i i my timeline was off i i for some reason assumed that this was predating evil dead just because the black and white i guess so yeah Um, i mean it is so low budget but what they're doing in this low budget is incredible. Yeah. So the stop motion, just because I mentioned yeah. it, can we yeah. vet that thing? Sure. 
Um, so it was stop motion, not just in like the sort of the props and effects no. that you typically think of, which it did do and did great with like the iron, yeah, run, like snakes going, it's, yeah, you know, exactly. snaking like, around, wires just flipping um, out, yeah, but like also just in the yeah the sets moving around but then the people moving around like like flying across the ground <laughs> and flying all over just sort of like you know where they're were like standing in one place and being propelled forward it was just this sort of it was just a sort of way this movie operated how people got around and yeah like when they were whether they're fighting each other which it was, right. it was just a moment of ecstasy going from <laughs> one place to the other it was that cool stop motion style that you see of like where someone just stands there and then moves a few feet and then take another right. picture or whatever. But it was it was done beautifully. I think what really, really enhanced the, the, the impact of that stop motion or, or, or made it like just super intense is the, the rhythm of the music is so spot on with this with this rhythm of the stop motion like it, dr- it is so driving the whole time because it's it's a very percussive you know um soundtrack but it is it is locked in rhythmically in such an intense way yeah and it is like i said it is so unrelentless it's fucking crazy like right. my brain hurts in the same way that my brain hurt after i watched um requiem for a dream Right. Like that movie is so in your face and nonstop for much longer than an hour. Like you walk out of that theater going, holy shit, I need to decompress. Actually, since you brought up Darren Aronofsky, you know, I was just for some reason thinking of pie or not for some reason because of the black and white low budgets going into this, though, with just my sort of preconceptions about, okay, I know it's like black and white, low budget. Um, but like with Pi and even, you know, Requiem for a Dream as intense as those get, I feel like there is a clear trajectory and build. A hundred percent. Yes. But this one, it just starts off yeah. from the get go. <laughs> some of those early scenes of just, they, it all comes pretty early. Right. Fighting like, each other. Like Pi and, and Requiem have a, it is a cascade, right? Like it, it's, it's like the avalanche starts with just a couple like little pebbles. And then, like, builds momentum and you eventually are just getting crushed, you know, falling down the side of this hill. This starts with a solid rock getting thrown (laughs) at your face. Yeah, it is is real intense. Which I say heck yeah to. And (laughs) it was great. It was an hour long and uh, it didn't need to be any longer. I I don't think I could have handled it if it was (laughs) longer. It was perfect. There were a couple moments when I was like, we need to be done real soon. Yeah. Well, that's what, like, I said, um, just as soon as there was any kind of, any kind of moment where you, you know, I thought maybe, I don't want to say, like, where I know where it's exactly going, but, like, where I said some sort of emotional, just kind of like, okay, well, what else? Or, okay, we've mm. seen it. It, it, it's, it goes somewhere else. Oh, yeah. And it stays fresh and interesting. Yeah. And just... Again, specific moments as an example of that. Like one of my favorite moments was when um, the so you have the metal fetishist and the Iron Man right. are two turning into metal people. Um, the fetishist says to the Iron Man something that's like, "Wait till your brain is metal, then you can see." the world a whole new way or mm-hmm. like see a whole new world or something like that. And then it just jumped into this literal, like 
other world, apocalyptic world. So we, since That's then, right. yeah. up to this point, we had just sort of been in warehouses and streets and yep. subways and machine yards and stuff like that. But then to all of a sudden jump into this other yeah, realm. like a yeah, exactly. Realm's a good word. It was sort of a a a, a very foreign landscape. You yeah. know that you're sort of. I I. It took me because this movie is is actually a bit visually confusing you know like a lot of the time you're 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 trying to catch up and figure out what you're actually seeing right because some so much of it is just piles of of different metal things sort of you know and black and white so it's hard to get a grasp like a lot of time i'd it take me a second to realize that we were like seeing the metal fetishist amongst these like piles of yeah. metal oh, there's He's a in space there. there's an right arm. and there's i was like hand. oh right you know so Going into this other landscape suddenly that seemed just it had like fuzzy round ball tree type things. (laughs) And I was like, it took me a good 15 seconds to be like, what am I looking at right now? So anytime that happened, (laughs) it's like I just sit up in my seat again. Yeah. You know, no, it's great. It, It This movie is if if nothing else, it's a. It's just constant right turns. Right. Which I love. <laughs> or I left mean, turns. And when I say that's like what a key thing for me to to thoroughly enjoy a film, that's yeah. that's it in a nutshell is like keep me keep me uh, not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> what, are there, do you have any other specific moments that you got excited or that you especially well liked? You know me. <laughs> Nothing pleases me more than some real graphic phallic like weird penis horror i wrote just yeah i i also wrote the penis stuff it's all over the place and it like i think i'm just a six-year-old you know what i mean like dick humor and fart humor and stuff like that just it just amuses i'm me just a 12 so year old much. so wow same thing yeah exactly <laughs> so i'm just like i'm so amused by it i <laughs> It goes real far. Well, it oh, so let's break this down though, because this is what we're excited about. We're actually talking about it's an extended sequence of one penis thing that leads into another. Because first we have sort of the the nightmare rape scene, yeah, which is where the girlfriend heavy. grows like the yeah, metal sort of a tube? phallus tube thing. Yeah, it's real long, and then and just a sort of like doing a dance thing, and then sort of assaulting him, and then rapes him. You see it. Right. That's real intense. That was. Because that thing, it's, this is, this is really good, like, <laughs> anticipation, horror, and payoff, right? You, you show this long phallic tube coming out of her, and it's what, maybe four or five feet long? And it's loping, is that a word? Yeah, kind of just sure. like a. Like a trunk? Like, it's, yeah, it's like small? Evil Dead 2, the Henrietta extended totally. neck. Yeah, and there's something very unnatural and freaky about it alone. But you know right away you're like, uh oh, that's good. This isn't going to end well. Yeah. And then the execution of it actually, you know, penetrating him goes on and on. Like, it's. It's really intense to watch the the right. whole length of this thing between cuts just keep going in him. I thought it was going to come out his mouth. I thought we were going to do like some <laughs> sort of human centipede type style, like graphic craziness. I lo- that's and great. It would, and it would yeah. have been fine. I would have been like, yeah, that's that seems about right. <laughs> you saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. um, but then that sequence goes right into where he sort of 
transforms sort of a biggest next step right. of both the 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 drill penis growing and his face turning yeah. like into metal lumps and bits. Yeah, yeah. So that's where that happens in the girlfriend's basically as soon as he grows grows the the, the drill. drill. Um, which was so cool when it grows, not only does it, it come out of his groin, but it's also like, you see these, you see these like things shooting out from under a shirt on his back. Like his whole body's just sort of like, like, yeah, it's that effect, whatever they were doing was really great. (laughs) It's unsettling as hell, but it's also just freaky and cool looking. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they put bladders of some sort and we're like inflating them under his shirt but like super aggressively yeah <laughs> i don't know how they did it but so, it looked cool then i thought it was, this was really interesting stuff going on where first he's just sort of cowering and saying don't look at me don't look at me and then she's going i can take a i have a high yeah. scare tolerance I and of course when it. she did, does see him she <laughs> screams right but then from that moment on he turns from a sort of like a still himself to, with some sort of sense of control to like the wolf man, the iron man gets released. Yeah. And he, he basically tries to like assault her and that kind of becomes ravenous. I think that's my favorite scene. Yeah. With this, the, the, the execution of it is such a, it, it, it really made me feel like um night of the living dead. It, it's a really good suspenseful, monster versus you know whatever final girl i guess in this case but it's sort of got that vibe of like high stakes close quarters graphic like intensity people are stabbing each other like it is really really intense and just feels like a horror film yeah in in the way that i i mean i like that stuff and so to have it's just so amazing to me that this movie has that scene and then it has like 20 other scenes that are other great things from other great not from but like that equate to the great moments in other horror films yeah. that are a total like totally different genres it's not just a slasher you know it's not just yeah this is still totally its, its all own thing over the place yeah in the in in the best way so still on this scene though the oh right um, the We're drill still going. Yeah, the drill. The drill penis. I mean, it's... It's hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's looking. Horrifying at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Which, yeah, hilarious and horrifying, which I think is kind of that it tapped into, maybe this is a super obvious metaphor, but like that, I don't know, the, the male experience thing of being like... Uh, how it how how the phallus means first of all so just obvious you can't hide it it's not right. going to go yeah. anywhere and it's literally drilling like a drill so that that idea that it's like the penis is this or that 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 part of you that that urge is like both an uncontrollable thing that's equally a part of you yet something you're separate from because you can't yeah. control it right right i think the thematically there there's a lot of really well constructed sort of you know metaphors or themes revolving around shame and around fetishes and around which are in, intertwined in themselves uh around guilt like there's some really really good stuff cuz on the surface level 
you you just have the basic like oh this guy you know hit a dude in the in the road with his car and then dumped the body and this movie's about him feeling guilty over it and his sort of losing his mind over it like you could just take it as that on surface level like that's the plot but what you're actually seeing throughout the movie is a far deeper sort of exploration in you know in what uh, god how do i even explain this in in it, it's the craziness of the level of metaphor that they're using to depict versions of guilt right. or versions of shame or but, you know what i mean that it's so intense and awesome to me it is and i think it's it's so effective not because the filmmakers they're going okay what's a metaphor for how i feel it's because you know they're just from his right. deepest place or from this collective place. Like when he thinks, you know, giant drill penis or like woman extending a phallus and raping guy, it's not like he's thinking of it, you know, he's just relating to those things as powerful things. And then you don't have to stop and question why they are. That's what we're doing right now. Right. It's right. fun. Yeah. But I just we're think just that's so cool it. when something <laughs> is so, yeah, when something's so powerful, it's not, it's because it comes from that raw, real place. Right. Yeah, I mean, in a way, I, I you, I think you could probably, you know, the, the, like I think this is true with a lot of art. You, the you, the viewer, the critic, or whatever, you're gonna be able to peel it apart in a bunch of different ways. And the person who created it, they may be like, sure, you can, you can think right. all those things. I, it doesn't even matter what I was going for. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, and maybe they weren't, uh consciously going for those things but that's just what's in us yeah it's like when you look at a filmmaker's body of work and and all of a sudden you know they realize oh wow i do do this thing yeah yeah over yeah. and over right. jeez what does that say about me or yep. in this case um a lot of yeah the guilt stuff man all this oh it was great it's real though. intense thank you how many times Japan. have i said that <laughs> i think i've counted about seven yeah seven intenses you're probably right um I mean, just other big, I mean, we talked about the black and white. I mean, guess you kind of mentioned it saying how um, maybe it made things, you know, both I don't know, a little hard, not hard to follow in a bad way in that way. But it's like, no, not in a bad way at all. Yeah. It just it, it it's in I get I mean, for lack of a better way of putting it, it's it's literally blurring the sort of line of of what you're what you're taking in. Yeah. You know, it's sort of and I it it seems I mean I'm I'm assuming it's very purposeful. It's sort of like you're it, the whole the very opening shot is a, an incredibly hard to follow handheld shot. I mean it is sh- it is so shaky that I was like, "Oh no." Like What was the very fr- Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's in like sort of in the village. It's the Just someone walking around, yeah. Yeah, it's a guy I, I don't know, it's like a, a worker or whatever. I don't know. He he wasn't the sh- the fetishist, right? No. Okay. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I could, I didn't. I don't think so. But yeah, it's just a guy walking through sort of like a kind of right, a right. villagey area and he like puts water on the back of his neck or right. something and then like walks off. But it is hard to watch because it is it is like the most shaky handheld shit. Right. But at the same time, it's it totally just works. Like, oh, we're here. I don't no, know. No, but I think right. that's yeah. the point, right? Let's open with really hard to watch so that you know what you're getting into yeah it, like it's saying like just so you know this is what this movie's gonna be I guess I, get ready i just wouldn't use 
the term like hard to watch because for me it's just uh, sure I can get that maybe that's true for I don't know for visually people, hard but... to 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 follow what you're supposed to look at mm-hmm. that's sort of more what I mean I mean I guess for me it's just purely aesthetic it's not yeah. okay it's aesthetic to give a feel so what uh, I wanted to mention about the black and white though which I think you're kind of getting at there is like how it you know, I don't know, people say, like, black and white, it makes it so, like, let's say the gore is more bearable because it's, like, less visceral or something. That's, yeah. that's something I've heard, but I, for me, it's, like, this just makes it so much more real, whether it's the effects coming across or the gore moments or just something about the setting, like, this movie... I don't know, hmm. it, the black and white. Like, I saw um, Fury Road, and it's, it's yeah, yeah. black and white re-release. The Mad Max, yeah. And I had only... Uh, been able to appreciate and enjoy and love the movie in theory before seeing it. I was mm-hmm. distracted by like all the CG and stuff, but then sure. once I saw it in black and white, oh god, I loved it so much. I was like in this post-apocalyptic world watching it happen, which is the same with this. I think there's yeah something about the stripped away nature of this in particular, but you know black and white in general. It 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 kind of it's almost like less to distract you and more to sort of get like into right which is why i think when doing any film from the filmmaker should go does what does this need color right and then say why yeah yeah um so yeah we talked about frenetic stop motion oh i thought an interesting effect used throughout it was when it was cutting to stuff that was shot on video versus yeah the 16 millimeter film i was trying was that it was kind of like Anything that was a memory or a possibility or a dream to yeah. sort of, but it, yeah, it was used in, I don't know, it was used in this interesting deliberate way of like, we are switching to video, including like the, um, the sort of the tape black and white fuzziness right. going in and out of it. I think that there is a little bit of point of view, like it's used a couple times, like oh, when yeah. the metal fetishist is inside of the hunk of sort of scrap that's on the ground um early on when when the iron man has not transformed at all and he's sitting next to the the woman who attacks him later they use it as a point of view shot from the scrap metal on the ground when she's leaning in to like touch it yeah and so i think maybe there's a connection there cuz cuz later when they sh- they use it again, when there's an old man uh, who I, I presume I think he's supposed to be a doctor, mm-hmm. and he and he's sitting in a chair in front of him. Being, I can't remember exactly what he's saying, but it's something like, "I told you this would happen," kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think that's a memory of the metal fetishists, right? If with the right when he says that if, uh, you shouldn't be alive, if we remove it, you'll be dead. Right. Yeah. And the metal fetishist had said something later about how he started with just the one piece of metal in his head, mm-hmm. and it was rusted. Mm-hmm. So I think oh. that's I think that de- is what the device was. It's the point of view of the metal fetishist. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, because the accident at the beginning switched to that with seeing like the right. grill yes, of the car. Right. Um, so that's my, that's my hot take. Well, that was, just, I think a totally <laughs> neat original yeah. just thing to do of using video and film together like that. And then just when you're talking about this, as far as like, yeah, specific creative, cool filmmaking shot things, just two things, uh, I really loved two shots, I guess, were 
when God, it was was he was he was on the phone. I forget exactly what it was, but it was when the camera was just panning left and right faster and faster, like it didn't fix on him. But rather than, but it sort of the camera would like veer to the side, rather than just staying on him. And then it went right too far, and then went left too far, and then went faster and faster. I don't remember that. Um, that was sounds cool. awesome. It was very cool. I was probably cl- rubbing my eyes. It was very cool. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and then the other shot that I really liked was, I thought was creative, which everything was, but just another specific one that stood out was, um, it was towards the end when they were the Iron Man and the um, fetishist were like conjoining in different ways and sort of like, as that was leading up and, uh, it's like whether I don't know. It seemed like it was sort of a, a metaphorical or like a non-literal moment where, it, which was represented suchly by the camera was upside down. Yeah. So we saw oh, them right. upside down, that. and they were just sort of like non-dancing, slow dancing with each other, with one of their each of their arms that were on the same side right. conjoined, facing each other. So I read a, a little like brief overview or review, and they mentioned that moment as. Um, the the thing that's connecting them is an is a metal umbilical cord. Yeah, it looked like that. Yeah. Oh god, that was so. And then neat. they're sort of in utero almost. It right. Was really interesting. And just by yeah having it upside down, that gave yeah. it the in utero feel. Yeah. Um, and just sort of the yeah, look at it non literally. It was so great. And I think that that moment is actually probably one of the more important moments, just from a storytelling point of view, to give us just a moment of like respite from the craziness Mm -hmm. because we've been so like just um bombarded yeah and then suddenly we get to kind of the climax of the movie and we get to see these guys just as guys in this moderately peaceful albeit upside down moment you know where we're like, oh, God, okay, I can right. breathe Which for just a also second. Also, like, can kind of make us sympathize with them yeah. that they're still a person somewhere right. in there and that to conjoin allowed for some sort of peace for them. Yeah. Well, and also, like, one of the next lines is is the fetishist saying sort of like, with our love together, we can, you know, change the world kind of thing. Yeah. Which and it's like, oh, cool. Brings they, us, that's pretty great. much there the, they are. the ending right there. <laughs> Which I loved. Which, do you like the giant version of them? The like one of the last shots from behind. It is just a dick. I mean, it is it is like mushroom headed penis phallus. Yeah, it's like a dog <laughs> penis. It's kind of that. It's so, you know, like it's the, so the, overt. The, the mountain point. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then they're just cruising down the street, yeah. you know, presumably their, to take over their little stop motion the world. That was great. I mean, I loved this was something else I loved was just the um, the the transformation cycle and trajectory of just having um, having that first sort of scene we talked about of first getting it on his face and getting the drill and then but being taken all the way to the blob self that he turned into at the end. It was like a metal blob with his like face kind of sticking out of it. And maybe he's in there somewhere, too. And then that into a conjoining that was yeah. The fact that it went blob and then conjoining as part yeah, they, of the yeah, they they really went full full on. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't just stop at oh you're you know you're an Iron Man. 
Yeah. <laughs> it kept going. So as um by the way, speaking yeah. of that in particular, the body horror of this is so good. I I I generally am quite a big fan of body horror. Like the fly is like just everything to me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Especially with some kitschiness to it. Mm-hmm. I, it just, it makes me so sad. Some satisfying. gold bloom kitschiness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How could you go wrong? Yeah. Uh, so the the execution of the body horror in this is so good. Even though, it, you know, it like we said, it, it is low budget. It does not matter. Right. Like it, it, it's, it's just cool. The ideas are so there and potent yeah. and it comes through. That's my word. I'm I amazed. I'm really amazed at, at the design and just the, just the complexity and sort of awesomeness, I'm, for lack of a better term, uh, of, of, Wait, yeah, of slow the down. design. Slow down. It's, it's amazing to me. You were left in awe by it. Yeah. Great. It's so then that's so... okay you use that word. Yeah. <laughs> it was a true sense of the word. Yep. Um, great, which which I was too. So, God, it was great. It was a great movie. There are movies where that is attempted and just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, it's I probably because they're trying to duplicate something versus being be, yeah. true to itself. Um, I love any movie that like you can't really use quote-unquote logic to deconstruct it but because it has its own internal logic that makes perfect sense yeah yeah yes whereas normally i would be the one getting like wrapped up in like this doesn't make sense this movie it doesn't need it 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 doesn't try it's you it you accept it right off the bat yeah exactly um just get on the ride <laughs> I feel like we should move on just because we cool. you know, we're clear excited about it, but got to move on at some point. Yeah, such is life. All right, so <laughs> things that didn't work for us. It's not ready yet. Seems to work okay. No, something important's missing. What did not work? <laughs> well, I, I really didn't. I don't know if I had anything because you'll see I I like I started to write how the girlfriend's death didn't quite work for me as far as like, OK, wait, did she just kill herself, which just didn't I wasn't crazy about. But then at the same time, hmm. as soon as I was feeling that, I thought this is coming off what I just said. Can't using logic to deconstruct something because it has its own inner logic um, that just felt weird to apply any sort of rhyme or reason to anything so yeah even that that moment where i was just kind of like what okay um in this still fine in the end yeah in this world there's no room for for that like trying to pull that apart which is so refreshing that's why i love it (laughs) well and i think this is a really good lesson right because a lot of the time you see a movie that like sets its rules and sets its world up but then is like a little too kind of bound to uh, like real world logic, you know? And if you're middling over those two things, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, you gotta pick which side of that you're or gonna be on. Or how much. Yeah. And this just goes, no, no, d- that's not this movie, right? And so everything is fine. 
Whereas so, yeah. like something like, I don't know, I guess insidious, you know, <laughs> let's, let's just shit on that movie some more. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> where like, you know, there are times when you go, it doesn't work because it's, it's changing its mind. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, don't do that. <laughs> right. Or try not to. Uh, so yeah, I didn't, if I that's didn't, all you have. I, didn't have I, I really don't have anything that didn't work for me about this film. I have a couple of things that are kind of, you know, I'm okay with them, but they were, they were more sort of in the moment reactions where I'm like, Ugh. um, and this is not the, the fault by any means of the movie. Although knowing that it's 89, this sort of changes it a little bit. Um, so, uh, music videos. Mm-hmm. This there's a lot of this movie that just feels like a music video to me, a, a mid to late '80s music video. <laughs> Funny thing about that, <laughs> right? And so there were a few moments when I just was like, not that I've seen this, but I'm like, this. It's just too music video-y Was sort of my thought, um, and. Maybe that's just a it's just a product of sort of certain stylistic things, the fact that it's shot in sixteen. Right. Uh the fact that it's black and white, the fact that it's low budget. So it was basically every music video that was made in that era. This is so this mm- reminds me similarly to um wait, what, what did we watch last? Oh yeah, Juan, how you were saying like yes. just the whole thing of like the go the white ghost girl going uh and coming out. Like how you're like, okay, that's such a trope to have like the glitchy ghost. I'm like, but it's yes. not at the because it was made when it was a potent, real, original thing. And I, my point of view is that it's more powerful because it's closer to the source when you still lump it with everything that's been come afterwards. Right. So that's same well, with the music exactly, video style. Yeah, it's exactly that's why I hesitate to even really, really make a criticism of it, and certainly not criticize the filmmakers for it because it's more. What I'm responding to is more that I've been exposed to things that are similar and I'm kind of just noticing that. Do you think you're ever able to like emotionally time travel to before having, before the collective consciousness was furthered with this late 80s video aesthetic? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think I'm so prone to to sort of make comparisons. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll try and shut that part of my brain off in the future and see if I if it's possible. Yeah. Um, but I think I that's just the way my brain. I don't know, it's just goes. like maybe if you can't. At least for me, it's like you have that immediate sense of when something is doing it because it's been done before, and that means it's creepy. And when I it's just, actually being used effectively and originally. But I just had a thought that that kind of throws a wrench in in what I'm saying. The moments that were John Carpentery or David Lynchy for me, I was not going, yeah, but that's kind of John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. I was going awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's more, I think, a response of of criticism, yeah. right? It's like, I don't really like this thing, and it kind of reminds me of a thing I don't like. Right. Yeah. As opposed to the things I do like where I'm like, I fucking love this thing. <laughs> I love that thing. I love it. What was... So it's a weird... I, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to sort of investigate yeah. that for myself, of like why I'm having that reaction. but mm. Or whether or not I can not have that reaction. Why do you think you can't? I'm sure I can. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I've never tried. I'll try. Right. But it's not... <laughs> 
how how is it something you could apply you know uh, intention to? Well, I mean, in one sense, it's, it, it, we're we're putting our I'm I'm sitting down to watch this movie and looking at it f- like through a critical lens, right? Like when I, because I know that we're going to have this conversation afterwards, I'm using that part of my brain to to assess. So I think it's hard for me to sit down and watch any of these movies uh. and totally let go and just watch the movie because I'm afraid I'm going to forget what like right. You know, I'm not going to have you know, things to talk about because That's I didn't like make note. I do take a different, I mean, I try to take note just sort of super briefly in my head when we do this, if I really loved something or thought was interesting, but only to basically then try to immediately forget it because mm. I am paying attention to the movie as if I'm just watching the movie because what I do and what I know is as soon as I start remembering one thing, that was like one of those little like yeah. notes to self, I'll, it'll start coming out and I'll usually remember like, 75 percent of you know everything i was thinking during it and that's oh, that's, that's pretty plenty. good but not not i can't just recall it i sort of have right. to okay what was this and then maybe i look at the summary online and then I'm like oh yeah that part i thought this right. yeah, yeah yeah so well and i will say that since we've been doing this i've given up on taking notes while we're watching great because i it's it's distracting as fuck yeah and then i missed stuff or whatever anyway so it's like well just watch the movie so i'm getting there yeah <laughs> Um, one thing I didn't like or something that didn't a, work for that you. didn't work as a design choice for me was the the makeup uh um the sort of star makeup around the eyes of the metal fetish oh the Bowie when he's like yeah, putting I, on I, that yeah it seemed actually out of place that I think I get that but I think you know once I made the comparison of like it was an anime fight scene that just seemed so right. Like no, I agree. A, a Japanime character, sure. almost to do that. Very much. Do you know that uh, the movie Death Note? Have you watched that yet? No. There is a shot in this movie that I am convinced is where whoever made Death Note like got the image of the I don't know the character that's mm. in Death Note. It's a it's it's the metal fetishist standing in the garage, sort of doorway he's basically silhouette and he's very kind of like semi-hunched and his hair is super spiked i'm like that's the that's fucking death note right there that's exactly the the image i was like oh shit i wonder i mean they're probably related right right (laughs) at least in some form or another um the in a weird way like what what we were saying in, in things that we like the relentlessness of this movie i can i can also say that it it actually got a little too much for me at, at moments. So I'm putting that in a didn't work. It did, but it, it at right. times it, it I was like, I need a break. If, if But maybe we, that's yeah. good. Like maybe you're supposed to feel that way. Right. It was I don't know, whatever it was doing just worked for me. We're like it since already as frenetic as it was, like there would be a moment where I'd be like, Okay, now I'm here, now I've quote, you know, figured it out, let's say, mm-hmm. just what this is, then it would do something else to usurp that like yeah that's true you're would, right if if it had if it had been you know any seconds longer then right. it would have actually been like okay let's move on so yeah i didn't want i think it, there was only two real moments where i was like oh man <laughs> oh. and then something would happen like you're saying and i'd be like take right back in yeah. so you know it, it it's a really good job of of actually knowing that you're hitting that point and and editing properly. Yeah. 
Um, I would have loved to hear him talk about the editing of this film. And now I just <laughs> oh want to read God. more about the making of this film. I you can't know? even imagine it's so cool. what that process was like. It was films, and you get the sense from it. I mean, this is just more things that probably worked for us. <laughs> I think it's cool. We're you back know, in it. How it was just like the, you know, you could get the sense of the visceral film cutting going on of like, oh, and then here's the video part reel. I don't know. It was yeah. Cool. Anyway, Man. Maybe things of note. Should we move on? Did you have anything else? I have a thing of note. I uh, want we... to. Oh, yeah. We should move to things of note. This should be interesting. I think it is of of pinnacle note. Is that a, is that a way you could say something? Uh, yes. To wonder what the state of mind this director was in. Like, what kind of person is this guy? Does that... You, you know what I mean? Like, I think... Generally, I don't... Th- ever wonder that about a director i want to know what this dude's thing is like is he like a quiet reserved guy probably is or is he like a fucking maniac i think he's both like like the best of us you know like like it's anyone who i think we can all relate to being singularly obsessed with something yeah and and it's and i mean this you know leads into the thing um, no, I put down, you know, trivia. It's This was filmed over 18 months, primarily wow. in the filmmaker's apartment. And it was the totally, like, the Evil Dead, you know, style thing of crew members, no one being consistent because everyone's just getting up and leaving. Oh, my um, God. That's crazy. So, 18 months? Yeah. That's a long time. Which is shy of, what, the five years for Eraserhead. But, I mean, right. it's exactly that that same thing of, like, you just, something is so real and important to you yeah that it's just like well we just we're just still going we're just doing it you just, just live in it stop and question which i'm sure you know all I'm, of us can relate to at some point for something in and, our lives and in this case it sure as shit worked <laughs> yeah. like it, it made them like i don't know if you get the same movie if you, you you're on a 30 day or 20 no. day schedule you just don't i mean i uh i like to think that how well something works is can maybe not always, but can be equated to how much you love the thing, you know, that you're doing. Like I said, did did we bring up on the show or in person, like when you're mad at Tommy Wiseau in the room and like how people (laughs) like it. And I'm like, but the thing is like, he loved it so much making it. He cared so much about the room and that's why we love it. That's the thing that does translate. Sure. Yeah. I get that. Um, don't get me started. Yeah, no. Because I have like that. My opinion on that is like kind of constantly like circling itself. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, thing of note: this was almost for me and things that didn't work for me. But I realized it was just a thing I didn't uh, enjoy. I didn't like, or you know, or it wasn't fun to experience. Mm. Was just the like the moment of the cat being like transformed yeah. and tortured unpleasant which is just like which is funny in that um yeah i really i didn't want to put on a thing that didn't work for me because not only did it, it work in like actually reaching the level of horror that i right. probably should be feeling for these people um, yeah. but just don't <laughs> um <laughs> but i it also um 
I should be empathizing with these human beings, but I really just only give a fuck about the cat. Right. But I thought it also was a good way to set up how they um they could be that's like o- by the way that's yeah. like every girl I've ever tried to date. Right. They're like, I love my cat way more than I love people. And I'm yeah. Like, I mean, that's how <laughs> this doesn't bode well for me. Watching horror films, that's that's more often than not. Yeah. Right. The case. I get it. But um, it was uh. I actually thought it worked not only in the actually horrifying me in some sense, which was good. And yeah. I'm not just totally numb, but it's what I want from a horror film. <laughs> but it also worked like to show that they could take over and how that could look like of That's their, a good their ending. It's sort of a setup to like, oh, they have some sort of ability to transform their surroundings, both yeah. organic and inorganic. And kind of it, it kind of. Uh, it it in, indicates that this is not just happening to them. Mm hmm. Like it's like it's like stepping over the threshold and being like, just so you know, this is like we're expanding into the real world. If if you thought that we weren't in the real world and whether or not we were doesn't matter because we've now stepped. So the one step. What if of this film? That's kind of interesting because the the victim who becomes the Iron Man was just a. what was I going to say? Well, well, the because it, it starts with a metal fetishist. Right. So it's like his fetishes, almost like I was saying the love of what you're making translating to the end result. His fetishism is the thing that was so potent and powerful that that was able to magic and literalize out yeah. into the world. Yeah. You know? It's pretty sweet. Um, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Oh. Um oh. uh, so just the last, I just thought this was fun. Glancing over the Wikipedia, there is a Tetsuo 2 body hammer released in 1992. And there is a Tetsuo 3, <laughs> Tetsuo the Bullet Man, released in 2009. The body hammer and the bullet man? Body hammer and the bullet man. Oh boy. But I can only imagine pretty cool how it goes from 89 to 2009 is the most recent that's a big yeah, and the bullet man was apparently um an english production oh. or made in english so that was cool and noteworthy if you hmm. don't know your tetsuo your tetsuo trivia or, or haven't seen them and this is fresh for you as it is for us yeah um uh the only th- the other thing of note that's sort of in, in reading about this a little bit is the use of the term cyberpunk Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure. You mean uh, around this film and how people refer yeah. to it as like cyberpunk horror, body horror, basically. Yeah. I'm like, I, it's really interesting to me because I, I don't know. I, I it's right. It is, but I, I would not have yeah. classified it as such. I'm not ever an, too crazy about the cyberpunk genre or thing. But, but I guess at its core, it's just really, it's sort of biomechanical yeah, and cyberpunk, For right? me, it feels like it is that because it's cyber, it's it's mech punk. Right. More so. Because it's it's punk and just the the grittiness and the the the, the in-your-faceness, the bombacity of yeah. it, the aesthetic, everything. But like, but I've also heard Geiger referred to as cyberpunk and that doesn't really feel loose. right to me either. Yeah. So I don't know. I was a little like, mm, is that quite really the term? Right. I don't know, Wikipedia or whatever I was reading. Yeah. I'm curious how the world actually defines that. 
Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting, noteworthy, you compared to or used, um, you mentioned John Carpenter. You saw him in this where he he wasn't one that was jumping out to me. Like I even set a little Tim Burton when it jumping to the fantasy sure. images, but Carpenter, the thing mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, the body horror, the body sense. horror okay. and the sort of the the design of the monster being sort of a, a, a you know like um multiple things coming together yes. into this larger thing and there was even a couple like heads coming out of that kind of stuff that reminded me of the thing so that's that's really what i was grabbing there's also sort of some practical effect mm-hmm. body horror that felt very similar to the style of of that stuff in the thing specifically got it all right anything else you had for things of note Aronofsky, right. you mentioned him. Yeah. I was sort of like, you know, seems like that he was influenced at least to some degree, potentially. Right. Who until with Mother, which I loved, I would um, not yet give the recognition of just a last name referral. <laughs> He's great and I love him. But That's I would have fair. said Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. But now with uh, Mother, he earned it in my book. Cool. Uh, okay, so should Good we... Good job, Darren. You did it. <laughs> move on to... <laughs> To any recommendations we have for our listeners? Oh, damn it. I had one. Mm, I don't remember what it was. Um, I I was thinking on the way over here what I'd recommended, and not I haven't watched a whole lot, but I have watched, and this isn't a recommendation to everyone. This is just coming off of last week's Juan the Grudge. Oh. <laughs> I watched uh, the sequel to that, which is the fourth in the Juan Japanese series called Juan the Grudge 2. And if you liked Juan the Grudge... Uh, I can definitely recommend this one. Oh. It was really you cool. Can, you can what it? Recommend edit. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, recommend edit. It uh, it was cool. It like had a an actress or yeah as the main character, and there was actually Tim. I think you might have dug it in some other ways more, where there was actually sort of more of a a through line okay. like idea in it yeah. that sort of had a payoff. Cool. And rather than being sort of an in between of like the the super sparse eeriness of the original video shot ones and like trying to be a big Hollywood movie. Oh, yeah. This was just more in the direction of a Hollywood movie. So it was like just the scares, the moments that are just, you know, the ghost is going up to the camera moments, which is just the thing nice. in uh, The Grudge. Those were just like, okay, great. They're just bigger and louder and sure, I'm down. Cool. So I liked it. If you if you like those I might, movies. I might get into it. Yeah, if you like those movies, <laughs> I can recommend that. I'm sorry, I can't remember mine. So, oh well, I'll think you of it. Gotta next give us week. something. What about something you ate that's new? To uh, me? Oh, that was horrifying. <laughs> that you can recommend, Ed. Um, I had a really, really pleasant mac and cheese at this rest. Uh, I don't know. It was a bar restaurant. Where you gotta recommend it? It's called the Granville, I believe, and it's on Ventura Boulevard. Okay, and. Oh man, I don't want to actually say what I feel like I should say. It's an interesting place. There's some weird dichotomy, or uh, yeah. Dichotomy. So you can't fully recommend. I don't want to trash it place. because I like the place. But but go there and 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 then maybe tweet at me or something what was about it your experience. Called again. I think it's the Granville. And you can recommend Ed the I mac and de- cheese. I can recommend the mac and cheese. It had peas, asparagus, Ooh. chicken. And mac and cheese all in one. And it was quite like delicious. Combo. But the, uh, yeah, if you go there, tell me if something feels odd about that place. That's I'm curious to see what people think. That's great. So any of our fellow Los Angeles listeners, yeah. there you go. Um, 
All right. God, so- I hope it's called the Granville. On <laughs> <laughs> Ventura. Something like that. Uh, so next week's movie, we haven't talked it out yet, but we Ooh, should talk it out now. I, I think I need a palate cleanser. I was going to suggest that because you, you agreed to four <laughs> J-horror. Yeah. And, I did. Uh, and this could be that. a break. Yeah. Um, would you want to go to the movies again? I kind of do. Um, is that is that a Krasinski movie out yet? The uh, where everybody no. has to be quiet. Do you, oh, you... <laughs> I don't think so. Right, the John Krasinski. <laughs> is that something movie. you would? Uh... I would see that. Would you? Oh, cool. But is that out next week? I don't think so. I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Uh, I was going to suggest because I don't think that's coming out for a bit still. Yeah, but what is right. out is uh, a film directed by another filmmaker whose film we've watched. Oh, can you put that all together? Oh boy. Oof. I I only um, know it because I looked it up. <sighs> Man, so I'm feeling a lot of pressure. That I suggest we see is uh, what if we strangers? Uh, oh, pray the... at night yeah. or something like that. It's the new strangers yeah, yeah. film. I liked the first strangers. I didn't see it. Okay, um, but the director of it directed Forty Seven Meters Down. <gasps> oh, one of my faves. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I say we should uh, watch. Oh yeah, that and that next guy. Time. That guy. Oh, God, I wish Johannes. I yeah, Johannes. It was. What did it say at the beginning? It was like a Johannes. S- <laughs> yeah. Something. Something. Picture. So we hope to get the same thing yeah. again. I um, hope it strangers that. pray at night. I he better say. be consistent with his titling. Right. Um, <laughs> so you want to yeah. s- see you here next time for that? You you know that's out for sure. Yeah. Let's do out. it. I'm in. Great. I love weird masks. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> They're Looking the forward best. to it. All right. So, uh, well, until then, you can find us on our, our website. Yeah. You're going to get com, and then we have a, a Twitter. Yep. That's at, at dishorrorpod. And our Gmail is dismemberinghorror at gmail. Dot com. And I'm at Ryan McDuffie, M-C-D-U-F-F-I-E dot com. And I am at Tim Aslan. <clears throat> I am at Tim Aslan. T-I-M-A-S-L-I-N. <laughs> With that, this is Ryan. This is Tim. And we are signing off. See ya. Boo. Stay scared. Ha 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 ha!